All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Zeus with Bruce. Today's episode is going to be about how Alexander the Great and Diogenes the Cynic interacted and what we can take away from it. This episode's a little philosophy heavy, but I'm going to make it very simple. I'm just going to take it off from a website here, the story, and then we can dive into it. Just nothing too in-depth, but definitely going to take what we can from it. So the story begins, we will say, in the 4th century BC, right? So that's 400 BC to 301 BC in Greece. So who is Diogenes? Who is Alexander the Great? Let's dive in. So the ancient Greek philosopher Diogenes, who is known as the father of cynicism, right? You've probably heard that from people who are cynics. He's very cynical. Has become famous for his many interesting interactions that he has had, particularly with famous Greek leader Alexander the Great. Now, Diogenes the Cynic, who's also known as the as Diogenes of Sinope, which is a city in Greece, lived against the norms of ancient Athens. He slept in an enormous ceramic pot, rejected all comforts and luxuries, and even begged on the street, which was very uncommon at the time to do in the culture of Athens at the time. At night, he would walk the streets while holding a lantern, telling people that he was looking for one honest man. And he would later claim that he never found one, which even today, if you tried, I don't think you could do it. So born in Sinope, the Ionian city along the Black Sea in 412 or 404 BC, Diogenes is considered one of the founders of Cynic philosophy. And what the word Cynic means, it's derived from a Greek word, kinikos and kubikok, meaning dog-like. And what it basically is used to, it's used to describe dog-like, the dog-like behavior of Diogenes, right? He lived in the streets, sometimes he was eating raw meat and performing his naturally body functions in public, much like a dog. And before we jump to the conclusion that, wow, this Diogenes guy, he's crazy, which, okay, you can say that, sure. But despite his eccentricities, Diogenes was a sage philosopher. His observations about life, politics, and society were amazingly spot on, although they were often expressed in offensive language. He was famously, he was famously known for caring little about the opinions of others and didn't really care if the person standing before him was a king or a slave, and he would treat everyone the same, which is great because you also want to be someone considerate and humanize others, but he treated everyone the same, which was poorly, which obviously we don't want to do that if we can avoid it, which basically we almost always can. Now, when his strange lifestyle and wise beliefs became known across Greece at the time, people from all around the ancient world traveled to meet the philosopher in person, either out of respect or curiosity. Now to fast forward, after all the meetings he's, ha he's had, the most notable one is with Alexander the Great, who we know was a great ruler in Greece in the fourth century BC. He was the leader known for spreading Hellenism across the world, who was also an admirer of Diogenes. You know, he was a student of ancient philosopher and scientist Aristotle. He had a, Alexander had a great respect for wise men like Diogenes. So he said, you know, let's go meet the philosopher and see what's going on. So Alexander the Great traveled to Corinth, where that was where Diogenes was living at the time. And based on historical account, but specifically according to Plutarch, who was a historian at the time, the two men only exchanged a few words. Now, this for me, the interaction is just so indicative of different interpretations of what's valuable and just what people value, because the objective reality could be the same, but the way that they interpret it much different from one another. 
So Alexander came up on Diogenes as the philosopher was baking in the morning sunlight, right? So just imagine Diogenes hanging out, enjoying some of the sunlight in his barrel, just barely wearing any garments on the side of the street, really minding his own business, not looking for attention, doing his own thing. Alexander the Great comes up and says, okay, got to talk to you. And this is all while Diogenes is just trying to enjoy himself. So thrilled to meet the famous thinker, Alexander asks if there's any favor he might do for him. Anything. And this is the most powerful person on the planet. And to that, Diogenes replied, yeah, yeah, could you move a little to the right? You're blocking my son. And then Alexander declares, if I were not Alexander, then I should wish to be Diogenes. And then this famous anecdote came to be known all across the world. Now, what do we take away from this little excerpt? There's so many interpretations. Really, the way I've interpreted it was that it's evidence of Diogenes and his disregard for authority, wealth, and decorum, right? The social conventions that we have in life, these certain structures that are in place and that you need to do this at that time. You got to be dressed like that. You got to speak like this. And I wouldn't necessarily advocate for behaving the same way as Diogenes. It's just very illustrative of when Alexander the Great and Diogenes the Cynic both come together to not, they're not so different because they are rather intelligent and powerful thinkers, but their ways of going about life is so different, right? Alexander the Great wants to conquer and he is just spreading Hellenism all across the world. And he did a lot in a little under four decades of his life. I believe he passed away at 34, something like that. And Diogenes was totally the opposite. I mean, he was living so minimalistly that people would tease him because it wasn't common in the culture at the time in Athens. Now, the value for this that I think is so crucial to understand just to the everyday person is that when we look at what we actually want in life, what we value, we shouldn't so easily be swayed by the opinion of someone else who's above us or below us, or even along the same level that we are. Really, it's finding a way to find what's valuable to you, what makes sense to you, what you want your life to look like, what you want your relationships to look like, your interactions with others, your everyday decisions that you're making. Because I believe once we do this, we're able to have more autonomy in our lives and we're not falling victim. For me, I really believe it's falling victim to the pressures of society and to find a way to live life that is not in accordance with what you want. Now, if it is in accordance with what you want, then that's great, of course. Just make sure that you're making these decisions as independently as you can from the influence of others, especially when it's probably not going to serve you in the immediate and the long run. Because so often we don't do that and we live lives of desperation. You know, and, and just to conclude this episode here, I'll leave it with a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. that really blows my mind. And he goes, most people die at 30 or most people are buried when they're 80, but died when they were 30, something like that. The point being is that you suffer a premature death when you're not living in accordance with what you want with your life, what your values are, and when you deviate from who you really are or who you're trying to become. Because at the end, you're buried at 80, but you were really a walking carcass for 50 years that was just being a shell of not only who you currently are, but who you could ultimately become if you chose to do it. So whether you're going to be like Diogenes the Cynic, Alexander the Great, or someone in between, make sure you're living in accordance with yourself, your values, 
and live life on your terms because one day it's going to be too late and you want to look back wishing that you did everything you could to make the one life you got, the one life you had, the one life you need. All right. With that, Zeus with Bruce. Peace out.